0: All right, welcome to the Cypher podcast. This podcast covers cybersecurity news, trends, and concepts. My name is Bill Bowman, and I am the director of marketing for Cypher in North America. The topic for today's episode is the new rules for risk management. We will be discussing how organizations are starting to think of security and risk management in a more holistic way. So, more and more companies are getting away from having silos between physical security and risk management and digital security and risk management. Joining me today to discuss this topic is David Fernicola. He's coming from South Florida. Uh, David is the vice president of global risk services at Prosegur. In case you don't know, Prosegur is a global leader in all things security from guarding to cameras and more. And Cypher is the Cybersecurity Division of ProSegur. Recently, David left a role at the FBI to take on this new exciting role with ProSegur. So welcome, David. How are you doing today?
1: Bill, first, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, it's South Florida. Things things are looking good here. So uh, thank you. Thank you again for, for having me on.
0: No problem. We're still in hurricane season down here, but hopefully... So hopefully things go smooth for the rest of the uh the season. Yes, sir. So tell me about your, your role at, at Prosegur. What is it that uh that you've been doing since you started?
1: Uh thank you. So I'm the vice president of global risk services here at Prosegur. So we really focus on four things um for the global risk services. And what does that include? So those four things that we deal with are Investigations and corporate investigations or any sort of investigations that are going on within your corporation, research institution, acad- academia, any of those areas. So investigations. And risk consulting, which is a topic that we're going to be hitting a little bit on today. Risk consulting really covering all kinds of things from training, workplace violence to the unbelievable amount of, of problems that companies are facing today, especially with a global pandemic raging uh, and continuing to rage for uh, quite some time now on top of that an intelligence center and we're also working with a lot of different companies on our intelligence providing things that are needed for them right they tell us some of the things that they would like to know and we go out there and we find it and provide it to them Right, so they can make the best decisions possible and protective services right? our executive protection or anything of high value uh, around the globe if you have an individual that's traveling for your corporation or institution and they may be go into an area that's high risk, we could provide that protection to them. Those are the four things that we've been providing and that I've been working on here at ProSegor for the last uh, two months now or so.
0: Great, great. seems like a a good uh good mix of of items to help companies you know with their risk management in the uh, in the market. so appreciate that little intro. so. Uh, yeah, the topic for today, like we said, is the, the new rules for risk management. So, you know, in your career, you know, from being at the FBI and other other organizations, how has risk management evolved in the you know, where was it the last 20 years? How is it today? You know, what what's changed in the risk landscape and the, the dynamics of the, the world, right?
1: 20 years, Bill. 20, 20 years. <laughs> My goodness. Do you know where we were 20 years ago? Well, let's, I think let's I was in high this. school
0: personally, but.
1: <laughs> let's take a walk down memory lane, shall we? Huh? Movies that were popular 20 years ago, right? That came out. Hannibal. Oh. Jurassic Part 3. Training <laughs> Day. Ocean's 11. Harry Potter, right? 20 years ago. Janet Jackson's All For You was on the radio, right? Constantly played Phones. Bill, well, let's, let's talk about 20 years ago where phones were, because we want to talk a little bit about what our smartphones are capable of today. 20 years ago, there was a, there was a phone with a, a radio.
0: That sounds great. Right.
1: Bluetooth, a built-in camera, but they weren't all in one phone. They were <laughs> over three different phones where these services were, right? 20 years ago. 20 years ago, Bill, the Xbox came out. Right? Satellite radio began in the United States. So this is where we are today from 20 years ago. Now we have in our pockets devices that are incredibly capable of doing all types of things, Bluetooth and beyond. So over the last 20 years, what have we been worried about? Right? And you can see just the advancements in technology alone, right? How we've advanced to where we are today. Now, risk management and security you know, traditionally was thought of as, and these things go back millennia, right? Gates, guards, protecting physical structures from whatever is beyond the wall. And that still holds true today. Still holds true today. But here's another aspect that I want you to think of. And I hope, I hope our audience is thinking about this as well. Think about the enterprise as a whole. Yeah you got a lot of stuff that's beyond the walls where you are going to need those, those gates and those guards. But now, now we have a cable that runs into every business, every house, every place we do business. And that brings with it all types of problems. You know, 20 years ago, what we're talking about on the internet, right? That cable that runs through businesses and houses, We were talking about the internet worm called Code Red 20 years ago, Worldwide, it was estimated to cause about 2.6 billion in damage 20 years ago. Today, today we just had an issue with a pipeline. That caused 17 states to declare a state of emergency. That's our cyber attacks of today, 17 states declaring a state of emergency. And look where we've come in 20 years. So the internet, the cyber portion of this, and Cypher of course, no stranger to this. This is where risks are today. We need to think about the two-door approach. Who's coming through the door and who's coming over that cable. A lot of what happens, especially with the cable, is where we put our most precious information the proprietary stuff, the secret sauce, the things that make one company differ from another. That we communicate about these databases or we communicate about the secret sauce, the formula, via the internet. We write about it in emails, we discuss it openly. We put things on the cloud. Bill, where is this cloud?
0: It's it's somewhere. It's somewhere, dude. Who, I don't.
1: Who's got it? Is it in the United States? Is it in another country? Who's got access to this information? Where are we putting it? All right, Bill. So these are these are topics that organizations start thinking about as an enterprise, as an ecosystem. It's all together now. It's all one big thing. Three hundred and sixty degrees of security.
0: Yeah, I, I would wall- just you know t- comment in there. You know, twenty years from the CEO of a company wouldn't be focused on, you know, an antivirus or, or a, a firewall, for, for example, just to, hypothetically. But now the threat actors, their, their techniques have advanced so much that it's causing global ramifications, right? Like you mentioned with the pipeline, so that the evolution has changed so much that, yeah, companies and organizations are, are forced to adapt and change as well.
1: You know, a recent study on just malicious activity, malicious cyber activity. What is it causing? The roundabout figure is 172 billion, 172 billion, right? And massive, massive amounts of money being lost on malicious cyber activity. Right? And that's in addition to worrying about, again, your traditional things, who's coming through the front door, your physical security problems. That's why security today, your risk today has to encompass everything. What is the enterprise facing out in the real world? Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of different things happening over the last 20 years.
0: Great, great. So what you know, what how are the threat actors? You know, how are they how have they changed or adapted? You know, I think, you know, in, in the past, a bank robber, people could rob a bank through the front door. Now they can they, they do a ransomware attack online. You know, how are the threat actors evolved and what what should organizations know about? the adversary? It's
1: a great question, right? A lot of of your movies, a lot of real life, bank robberies were occurring with firearms, weapons. Now you can launch some malicious code. No need to walk through a front door. Open up your laptop. Maybe we sent some ransomware somewhere. Maybe that's what gets the payment thrown. And you hear company after company deciding on paying on various cyber activity that is affecting their particular organization. So you may not need to go run around with a firearm anymore. You can just do it from the security of wherever you are, your house, and launch right from your laptop or, or desktop computer, something that may net you more in profit than a traditional firearm would at a vault right your local bank or other facility that had some sort of uh, uh currency
0: right in addition to to money there's you know intellectual property that's that's a uh, another boardroom level topic of importance you know how how what are the risks in that area for for companies in in the us and abroad and you know how can they take a holistic approach to reduce those risks and you know become more secure
1: I'm glad you brought up the topic of intellectual property. Now, for many organizations, and I want you to think of your pharmaceutical companies or your mechanical engineering firms that are out there, intellectual property, the amount of money, time, employees, resources, dedicated to building their research and development programs, things that separate their company from other companies. Where does all this information go how do you know this formula works better than this one well of course you're keeping detailed logs you're going through you're keeping all that proprietary data stuff that'll make your medicine maybe more effective than others who are trying or something that'll make your particular widget more efficient than others that's your proprietary data that's what companies are sinking in, right? They're finding the best and brightest minds to build the best and brightest inventions, pushing forward the human envelope of knowledge, making things that didn't exist 20 years ago. That's right. A cell phone with all of those characteristics and a multicolored background, for instance, right? Where you could stream movies on it. That's all invented. That's all taking technology somewhere else and IP IP has to be protected. Intellectual property has to be protected because of the investment in the companies, because of what they're trying to do, and many, many are technology companies. They have to stay at the bleeding edge of where technology is, constantly pushing that envelope. Well, you don't want to risk that proprietary information just anywhere. Right? When you have something valuable, take something physical. You have a very expensive watch, and I ask you, hey where do you put this watch when you're not wearing it is your answer back to me i don't know i put it somewhere (laughs) gotta Uh, keep it safe i think it's in the cloud uh it's it's but when you ask about things like proprietary data or these databases hey where are you keeping this stuff it's in the cloud where's the cloud i don't know where the cloud is is it is it in the u.s is it in indiana where where is this cloud i don't know why would you take your most precious information, you put it somewhere you may not even know where it's at on a server that you can't get to. Right? So think about this this data, this proprietary technology, almost as a physical resource. Even though it's not. But managing it. Right? You, yeah, I know where I put my watch. It goes in the jewelry box. It's in the closet. It's on the third row. You know exactly where this watch can be. found. But a lot of times our intellectual property, maybe it has all kinds of places where it's been located and it's accessible to all different types of the organization. Which opens up a whole different set of rules. Right? We could be talking from it's hit by a cyber hacker, perhaps it's hit by an insider threat. There's so many different ways where this proprietary technology can be taken and used for various reasons.
0: Right. So doing a thorough inventory and understanding of where your different the, the crown jewels, so that so they say of the organization, where they are, are they safe? Are they accessible? You know you hear stories every, every week about a unsecure server or something like that, that, Oh, we just lost a billion records. And then the ramifications of that could be, could be a, a myriad, you know, fines and, and all that. So that's um definitely a, a big risk out there. That's, that's newer in the market.
1: You bet. You bet. I mean, you want to, you want to take just, just a guess on maybe on counterfeiting or, or just intellectual property loss per year, you know. You know where we're we're close to at? Couple to billions, 14, I'm yeah? assuming. And this is just in the, just in the U.S. Yeah, billions is right. We're looking at about, and I know it's a huge range, two hundred and twenty-five to six hundred billion in an annual cost to the U.S. on what counterfeit goods, pirated software, and theft of trade secrets. That's 225 to 600 billion annual cost to the U.S.'s economy, just in the U.S. Think about this worldwide. Think about your multinational companies operating all over the place. How much are they losing? Right? Yeah. The piece is a big, big issue. It's good to know who's coming through the front door. It's also good to know who's on your servers. Where's the stuff going? Where are we storing our secret sauce?
0: Definitely. So we we talked about a little about ransomware, um, intellectual property, as being you know the new risks. To an organization, any other risks that you see out there as particularly um, noteworthy, or any threats to um, the typical organization that that has evolved in the past um, years?
1: Yeah, I, I would say for organizations, you know, take that enterprise look. Look at look at your ecosystem. What is the risk landscape looking like? All right. So take traditional stuff: safety and security. Safety and security is your office safe, or do your employees feel safe? How does that look? All right. How about health dangers? We are in the middle of a pandemic and you're hearing all kinds of stuff every day regarding this particular virus, right? A lot of health dangers, in addition to the more traditional health dangers that have always been there, especially with uh, jobs that are are a little riskier than others. Right? And of course we discussed our cyber portion, but what about something that we just went through a 20th anniversary on? How about terrorism and sabotage? Terrorism and sabotage, still a major concern major concern definitely so natural disasters you mentioned it before oh yeah with the hurricanes The hurricanes disasters are still out there and brand damage all these things can have significant brand damage
0: so to to get a full list of, of ways to mitigate and stop these you we'd have to have longer time but do you have any what are, what are your top you know top takeaways top tips for listeners to uh to mitigate these risks and become more secure we mentioned Understand getting visibility into your, your organization's digital and probably physical uh, you know, security and, and landscape. Anything else come to mind, David?
1: Bill, communication is key in organizations around the world. And those that are handling physical security and those that are handling the information security, so take it this way, right? Your chief information security officers, your CSOs, and your chief security officers, your CSOs, make sure they're communicating, right? Communication is key are we offering that 360 degree view of security is our systems good the ones that are attached to that cable and are our front doors good the ones that have laptops uh, laptops the ones that have padlocks the ones that have the gates is that good All right take a look at that 360 degree view make sure both those doors are
0: secure great 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 feedback and great great tips so uh, yeah, David, any, any cl- closing thoughts or, or final things to mention um, on this uh, this episode?
1: This is something that we, we clearly could talk about for for days, uh, but it has been a pleasure to be on this particular podcast, Bill. I always enjoy speaking with you. And if anybody has any questions, please feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn or or find me out there. I am here to help. Thank you so much, Bill, for having me again.
0: Great, David, thank you for your time. This has been very informative. Um, More information on ProSegur can be found at ProSegur.us. And just a a shout out, ProSegur and Cypher will be at the Global Security Exchange or GSX uh, trade show later this month in Orlando. We hope to see some, some of our listeners and others there. And for anyone interested in Cypher services to include managed security services, Please reach out to us via our marketing department, which can be reached at marketing.cypher.com. Thanks.